Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. How is everyone doing? How was your week? What have you been up to? How have you been feeling? What have you been thinking? Listen, let's think about it. Let's reflect on all of that. You know what I mean? Let's let's start the show right. You get me? Um, I'm good. You know, it's Olivia's coming up soon. It was her birthday. We're yet to celebrate her birthday with me because she did it with her dad first. Listen, co-parenting, okay? It's not It's not for me personally. Like, there are so many things that I reflect back and I'm like, you know what? There's a reason why the Bible says X. There's a reason why the Bible says Y. And there's a reason why the Bible says that. You get me? Like, it's fine. Like, my co-parenting relationship or whatever is fine as far as relationships can go but it's not ideal because this back and forth you know this doing things twice with the child it's just it doesn't make sense for the child anyway in my opinion so if I could go back and listen to the voice of God and my parents and the teachings of what it is that I grew up learning I would do all of that but we're here so we just make the best of it and we make the most of it I guess um but I know that it's not ideal for a child I know that Olivia is used to it but it's not ideal I know that she'd rather be in a house with her mom and her dad and I know this because she's told me so it breaks my heart (laughs) it breaks my heart when she tells me things like this because I think to myself I did this you know and between me and her dad I did it because I knew better I I know God he is not a believer like that So because I know God and I knew better, I did this to my baby. So I do take it personally. Um, But I do try and, you know, just say sorry to him. So sorry it's happened this way. But yeah, we just, uh, yeah. Ooh, unloading stuff and unpacking. It's just the intro. (laughs) But yeah, I'm traveling for work as well this week. Um, I'm recording this prior to my travels not excited or looking forward to because I genuinely just don't like being away from home too much but it is what it is you know what I mean um it's given me a lot of experience about traveling and stuff and has allowed me to realize that it's not my favorite I think if I traveled abroad um every so often I don't think it would be that bad because you've got more to see abroad you you actually want to explore but me with my true crime brain why am I exploring 
though I'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb. So <laughs> it's just my mindset, but you know, um. So yeah, Liz is coming with my niece. My niece is gonna be up here as well. Two weeks. Oh, two weeks of girl energy. But they're getting me while I'm in a good mood. My PMDD is 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 behind me. So they're getting me while I'm in a good mood, while I'm in a I can entertain this mood. Because when I'm on a PMDD, they all suffer. Every single one of them suffer. Dalu suffers. Olivia suffers. Genesis suffers. No no one is immune. Okay? <laughs> I don't go, I don't go, Genesis is four years old. She's not going to get it. She gets it. All right, Genesis, time for bed. <laughs> Olivia, don't I know your mom? <laughs> Dalu. <laughs> Dalu gets it. Was Dalu, babe. <laughs> Listen, but within God, I'm in a good mood. It's just me today. So let's get into it. <laughs> I have been racking. Is it racking? Racking? Ah, when you're trying to really find stuff in your brain, I've been really looking deep within myself to be like, have I got a embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry story? And for the cheek, I can't find any besides one. Right. And this embarrassing if I didn't laugh or cry story. I don't know if it's even like embarrassing like that, but it's it's. Oh, first and foremost, I don't have anything to get off my chest. I don't. I'm I'm good. I'm in a good mood. I'm good. So straight into the embarrassing if I didn't laugh how cry stories. Um when I was dating Mom and Junior, right, I was, you know, we were he was living with his brother at the time. And then, you know, we're me personally, I'm a bit of a tomboy, so we're play fighting. The PG version, guys. Let's let's be let's be serious here. <laughs> so we actually play fight him, and he's like overpowering me because you know he's a man and I'm a woman. He's overpowering me, and I was like, "Oh my days, it's probably overpowering me." And I was like, "No, James, stop." His name's not James. His name is not James. His name is Mormon Junior. <laughs> and he was like, he was like. <laughs> I was like, it's James. And I was like, hello, I was just teasing you because that's your middle name. Luckily, his middle name was actually James. You get me? You get me. But what if his middle name wasn't James? What was I going to say? What was I going to say? And Mormon Jr. was one of those boys. He's one of those guys who would, they would just soak for like at least three to five business days. He'll be in a soak. He wouldn't be in a bad mood with me for that. And, you know stood no chance and also he would kind of like make me feel really bad and dangle it I'm gonna break up with you I think I've actually inherited that mindset that this is not gonna work out mindset I don't, I'm not like I'm gonna break up with you or let me break up with you right now or with bro you know what I mean but I think he's he got in my head so much about the running from a relationship just willy-nilly that I think I'm I'm like that like honestly when I'm coming on <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, maybe we're just not compatible. Listen, it's a it's an issue I'm trying to work on. Thanks a lot, Mom and Junior. But yeah, that's the only story I could think of that I was like, my body went hot. It went hot, and I was like, oh my days, what am I gonna do? But quick thinking, 
I was like, it's your middle name, silly. <laughs> and he was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, outside <laughs> eyeing everything. Like, how did I get out of this? Listen, it was gonna, it had the opportunity. Yeah. You had the opportunity. Yeah, it had the opportunity to be real techie. Yeah. It was gonna get real techie, real intense, real quick. But I maneuvered. I maneuvered out of that. <laughs> Question number one that I've got, and it's going to be slightly short because, you know, I don't have much to work with here. You get what I mean? And as well, I've also been thinking, like, I feel like I've genuinely misled you guys, unless I have told you the truth. But I, getting guests on is something that I still think about, but the thing is, technology, I'm just not good at it. And Dalu really stressed me out when he went, oh, you always have, like, people you don't know inside your home. What if, like, one day somebody decides to do a madness and harm you because maybe you don't agree on a point? And I was like, why would you say that to me? Why would you say that to me, Dalu? <laughs> because now I'm shook. And I haven't really had a guest in my home since because I'm like nervous. And then that's why I was trying to do the remote recording um, thing because I wanted to see if I can do it. But it's so hard. Like, how do people get their sounds to sound so good? Because mine didn't. Maybe it's just a matter of investing in like better equipment, which I don't have the money to, to do that. Like already I'm putting money into this not getting anything back out of it so it's really really techy so I hope for now you can bear with me with the solo episodes and every now and then when Dalu's Dalu's up to it we'll get him on the show you know what I mean or if anyone else is up to it and they're in my home already we'll get them on the show but I think maybe I was like dangling a little carrot you know, hoping that somebody's going to come on or I'm going to figure it out. But I haven't figured it out. I haven't figured it out. And I'm too lazy to keep trying because when it doesn't work, I get really depressed and really stressed out. And it's just part of my personality. That's just how I am. Okay, it's just how I am. I wish I wasn't. But it really gets to me and I think about it for days and days to come. And I just think, what's the point? And I start thinking I'm going to give up. Anyway, question number one. <laughs> question number one. Muslim confused about what to do i was born in a non-practicing muslim family and i became agnostic as soon as i knew what it meant i reverted to islam briefly right before covid but i felt like i was lying to myself i explored dharmic religions i don't know what that means okay i've just quickly googled what it means so it turns out i wasn't paying attention in re because now I know what it means. I feel a little bit silly. <laughs> okay, I explored Dharmic religions, but never found an answer there and ultimately gave up on religion altogether until last year. I fell in love with a guy who is Muslim and started exploring Islam again. I reverted to Islam and genuinely felt that it was the truth. I followed it so strictly for months, but now I feel that I genuinely have a void of God in my life. But I don't know if Islam is the right answer. Interesting. I explored Christianity and a lot of its values, mainly regarding family, the structure of marriage in terms of relationship between husband and wife, stick with me so well. But I don't think religion is about what goes with your beliefs. God didn't cater religion to me. I have to learn to live with the laws. I feel so scared, so lost and honestly just disappointed in myself. 
I'm so tired and I can't leave the religion either. I'm in love with this guy and I can't just leave him like that. We aren't dating, but are planning on getting married when we're able to. And I just feel like I'm leading him on. I'm so genuinely happy to be with him. But what if I'm not actually Muslim? What do I do? How do I talk to him? Well, 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 you've come to the right place. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It sounds really tough. It sounds really tough. Um, and it sounds like it's a rock and a hard place kind of situation because though your family were non-practicing Muslims, that is the general consensus of your family um, situation, your Muslims and then now you've met this person who you're so in love with but the most interesting thing the most interesting point that I read here is but now I feel I genuinely have a void of God in my life if you were in the right religion and you were believing the right things you wouldn't have a void of God in your life you would have God in your life you get me um personally I've never felt like I've had a void of God in my life. And then in whilst being a Christian, I've just questioned God. You get what I mean? Um, so to have a void of God in your life, when I, if it's to my understanding that Allah is God, according to is the Islam faith, then something that's already alarm bells there for me. And that would, if it was me, the alarm bells would be ringing loud. They would be too loud. Um, so that's point number one. Point number two is this um, is this idea that where you said, I'm in love with this guy and I just can't leave him like that, right? Um, okay, so you're in love with a guy, you have different beliefs. Now in the Bible, um, it says, be not unequally yoked with non-believers for what has light to do with darkness. Just paraphrasing. Let me actually get the verse up it's good for us to always have references of where i'm saying these things from it says in second corinthians 6 verse 14 it says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what has, what communion has light and what communion has light with darkness the meaning of this verse is basically so in the bible there is well Generally in life, there are only two sides of things, whether you believe in God or you don't. So you can say, I believe in God and claim to be a God believer, but Muslim, you don't believe in God because you don't believe in the God that is the God. Am I making sense? And again, I'm sorry if this offends anybody. Your quarrel is not with me, it's with God. Um, so if somebody is like, I believe in God, but then they do everything against what God actually wants us to be doing, you don't believe in God. You can have Christians who say, oh, we believe in God, but don't actually believe in their Bible. They don't believe in God. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be honest. So it's basically saying, what has righteousness got to do with lawlessness? You know, if you, if you don't follow the Bible and believe in the Bible, then you're not a law-abiding citizen of God, of the heavenly code, if that makes sense. Um and what has light to do with darkness? It's just that. What is you, somebody who's got the truth and who's got the light? What are you doing mingling with darkness? And this is what I was saying, I think, at the beginning um, regarding 
if I could go back and do things differently. Now, because I know what I know now, my faith is where it is. It's like I had no business mixing with the father of my child in the first place. Now, never get me wrong. I don't regret making the decision to have Olivia, right? But I had no business and that's just the truth. Let me not lie to myself. Um, so the fact that you are feeling this way, but your partner, your your non-boyfriend, future husband doesn't know how you're feeling and you don't think that you are a Muslim and you, you know, you believe in the Islam faith, um, that's already a red flag. To me, that's already being unequally yoked in so many levels. And that's like, there is no communication. This person doesn't know the real you, the nooks and cranny of what makes you. Also, also, if you were to say, this is how I'm feeling and I want to explore it. And my guy was to say, I don't want to be with you. Isn't that good for you? Isn't that good for you, for you to know that you need somebody who is going to understand and who is going to allow you to explore this, this faith and whatever it is that you are thinking and feeling? However, on the other side of that, on the flip side of that coin, if you were to say that, what if he was to turn around and go, yo, same, you know what I mean? Same. Or the more you explore, the more he's like, what did you find out then? So what is this, is this? And then comparing and contrasting the faiths and the beliefs, and he decides that he wants to join you on this journey, then you know what I mean? But though you are not there yet, I would suggest praying. Muslims believe in prayer. So do Christians. The only difference is we believe in praying to the God, God the Father in, in the name of Jesus. Um, but then from what I understand about the Islam faith as well is, right, they don't believe Jesus to be God. They don't believe Jesus is the son of God and they don't believe that Jesus is God. Now, I think it's very, it's very, um, it's like spitting in the wind trying to explain to somebody who absolutely rejects the idea of. But the, this is just one of the differences of the faith. And I think the reason why you're feeling the void of God in your life is because you haven't found God. And pardon me for having a biased view because I'm a Christian, but I do not believe that Allah is God. I do not believe that. I believe God, the Father, God in heaven is God, and I believe Jesus is God, and I believe the Holy Spirit is God. You get me? But the Bible does say this, all right? And this is in John 10, verse 16. This is to give comfort to anybody out there who may be feeling the same thing and who may be wondering, what's this feeling that I'm, ha I'm having? What's going on? The Bible has something, you know? The Bible says something on that. In John 10 verse 16, but let me start, let me start from verse 7. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, right? Because Jesus is our shepherd amongst other things that metaphorically he's known as. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in, out and find pastures. Will go in and in and out and find pastures. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life 
and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, hireling, he who, I don't know what that means. I'm going to be honest, but I'm not going to Google it. I think I'm just going to use context to figure out what it means. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. I get the context now. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I laid down my life for the sheep. Very deep. And this is all in red letters. And then it continues to say, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Take comfort in this and take joy in this good news that you may not be a Christian. You may not have been born in a Christian faith. You may not, like what you've been indoctrinated to believe is Jesus is not God or Jesus is not the son of God. Jesus is but a mere prophet right? However, Jesus is saying, I have other sheep who are not part of this fold. I have other believers. I have other saints who are not of the Christian faith yet. You get what I mean? I have people in the Islam faith, in the Buddhists, in the Hindu, in the Mormons, whatever it is, right? And I always say Mormons just because, you know, I date Mormon Junior. Come on, guys. That's my point of reference. But he's saying, I have other sheep, I have other people, I have other people that are going to be saved, other saints that are, man, that are not of this fold. I must, them also I must bring, right? I will call them to myself. You know what I mean? The void you are feeling is the voice of God. The void you are feeling is God, you know, imparting his light on you and calling you to come. You understand me? And they will hear my voice. There we go. This is you now having that tug of war of this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm used to. The thing is, heaven is not a, a ticket that your family can buy for you, right? I am privileged that my family, my parents are Seventh-day Adventists, but their parents or my mum's parents um, were not and are not. Um, my dad wasn't born in the Adventist household, so... They've had to convert and they did it at their own accord. Their family didn't do it first and then they did it. You know what I mean? They found the faith by themselves. They, when I say by themselves, it's like they heard the voice of God calling them and they heeded that voice. So it's very interesting that you're feeling this way and you're having a strong gravitational pull towards the God of the Bible, towards Christianity and, you know, you can't shake this feeling. And it's very interesting that you were born in the Muslim, as in you were born Muslim, though not practicing, and you've given it a go here and there, but it just doesn't feel right to you. And the fact that you are so, dis like, um, you are so, you know, confused and upset by this, and it's, it's, you, it sounds like it's, 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 Sounds like you're thinking about this a lot and frequently. To me, that's not a voice that's going to go away. Well, that's not something that's going to go away unless you send it away. 
Okay? Unless you send it away, it's not going to go away. The more your interest is peaked, the more God's voice is going to get louder. But the more you say, nah, I'm choosing my man who is Muslim, I'm going to do that. The more that voice is going to dim, 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 and the light will be gone. The thing is, behold, I stand knocking at the door. Is Jesus saying that? But he's not going to stand knocking at the door forever. Okay. You, if you were going to visit somebody and you were standing knocking at the door, 10 minutes, let's say you stayed for 10 minutes, but at some point, and you knew somebody was in, you knew somebody was in and you could hear them, you, at some point, you just get the hint. <laughs> You'd be like, they don't want me here, fam. Oi, Emily, I'm at the door, open the door, and you can hear Emily talking, laughing, you know, shh, shh, shh. And then they carry on and Emily doesn't care that you're at the door. At some point, you're going to turn around and you're going to go away. But that's only, you're only going to knock for a this length, if that makes sense. You're only going to knock for two minutes, 10 minutes, however long you're patient for. You get me? There's coming a time when you won't hear the voice of, of God. There's coming a time when the spirit of God will be removed from the world. You won't hear, feel God anymore. You won't hear about God anymore. The Bible is very clear on that, that people will go to and fro seeking the word of God, but they won't find it. They'll be begging, please teach us about the things you learned, that they won't find it. The world will be destitute of God. You know what I'm saying? Um, in Revelation 22, verse 17 no let me let me say revelation 22 verse 16 and 17 it says i jesus have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the church in the churches i am the root and the offspring of david the bright and morning star now if you are not a bible reading person i wouldn't expect you to understand what jesus means by this right but if you do read your bible then you will understand this but the next part is the reason why i was reading this right and the spirit of the bride say come and let him who hears say come and let him who thirsts come whoever desires let him take the water of life freely listen it's all a choice. I always say this and I'll keep repeating this until Jesus comes. It's all a choice. And this is Jesus. This is the words of God saying, you have the free will. If you hear my voice, come. If you thirst, come. If you have the void, you, you've got this void of God in your life, come if you are brokenhearted come if you are tired of false religion and false prophets and false everything come if you don't understand how to even read your own holy books because you know you don't know the language come so it is tough it sounds like a rock and a hard place kind of situation because this is a head and heart type of situation but as the bible says the heart is deceitful above all things who can know it the heart would tell you to seek and to go after the pleasures of the world your heart and your head have to be in sync they have to be in sync if your heart is telling you stay in bed but your head is saying we need to go to the gym then at the end of the day <laughs> they're not in sync go to the gym you know 
your heart can tell you, but I know him, I love this man. But your head is saying he's manipulative. He's been a cry all the time. Love shouldn't hurt. The thing is, your heart, your head is logical. Your heart just desires all the soft, mushy, cuddly stuff. So yeah, you like this guy. You like this guy. But what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his life? What does it profit you to gain the man you love? But lose your life because you ignored the voice of God calling you. So it sounds really tough, but this is a message to somebody out there, anybody out there. We all come from different faiths and beliefs, but make no mistake of it. There is one God. There is one true God. And any person, anyone to claim different is wrong. If that rattles somebody then maybe that's a good thing. If you are rattled by this and what it is that I'm saying, then maybe that's a good thing. Look into that. Look into that. What if we're wrong? Okay, so hear me out. All my life I've been raised to believe in God and I want to, but it's difficult for me to put him before everything else in my life. Not only that, but what if there's nothing after death? What if my life is meaningless? Is my faith weak or is there something wrong with me? Please let me know. There is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. But it does sound like your faith is weak if I'm just going to be upfront and honest. But it sounds like you are seeking to strengthen your faith. So that's good news. You know, blessed are those poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that, you know. So if you were to sit there and say, my faith is good. I'm, I'm in heaven. You know, I've got strong faith and da, 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 da. And you're cocky with that. And you're super confident that you're, you're good. Let's be real. You don't know. You might be lacking somewhere. But blessed are those who are poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Because it means you're always going to want to have stronger faith and to be stronger and to always want to strengthen your faith. Okay. But we're not wrong. I I certainly do not think I'm wrong and I can speak with boldness because I know I'm right. <laughs> when you know you're right, you don't have to, to cower down, right? You speak with boldness and you stand firm in that. You know, and when I say sorry to anyone I'm offending, I don't, I'm not saying it because I'm sorry in terms of like, I'm actually sincerely apologetic. I'm sorry you are offended, but I always say your quarrel is not with me. It's with God because I've got no answers to give you besides I know I'm right. I know I'm correct. I know that God exists. So we're not wrong. But after death, after the th first death, there is nothing. You're dead. Okay. Um, and I know that the popular worldly Christian view is that you die and your spirit or soul goes to heaven, et cetera, et cetera. And I've covered this before. But how tragic and how sad would it be now you're already in heaven and then Jesus is coming and then your body has to revert back to the darkness of the world and then you have to watch Jesus come again when you've already seen Jesus. That wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. It wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. And God being a mindful God who has thought of everything that doesn't make, it's not adding up. You know that meme with like the geometry and the numbers, the algebra, whatever flying about. That's, that's what I think when I think of people who claim to have immediate life, life after death. Because the Bible is clear.
the dead in Christ shall rise and meet Christ in the air. If they were already in heaven, why go on for that? Why go on for that? That makes no sense. You know what I mean? Um, so immediate life after death is non-existent but there will be life after death so it means the life you are living now is not meaningless because the life you're living now is the difference between life and death the decisions that you are making are the difference between life and death eternal life and eternal death okay Etern eternal damnation is not the act of burning forever and ever and ever you know, and as you as you would have it, the Muslims, you know, the Islam faith teaches on burning forever and ever. And the way their book describes it, they're going to enjoy it. <laughs> the people who are going to be in heaven are going to enjoy those who are burning burn. And there will be no relief. And when they cry out for relief, they will be given, you know, I'm going to put quote unquote more torturing situations you know and if they get used to the heat and the burning their skin will basically be renewed and they'll have like new skin don't quote me on this but this is definitely along the lines of what they believe they'll now get new skin so that they can basically feel it all afresh and their book teaches that they will genuinely enjoy this now that's your mom that's your sister, that's your auntie, that's your colleague that you worked with, that's a, a, a peer that you went to school with, you're telling me, even if you hated somebody, that's enjoyable, hearing the screams of people, people being tortured, that's enjoyable, because not everyone you know and love is going to make it to heaven and you're going to enjoy hearing people suffer, I don't think so. That's not the God I serve. The God I serve is going to put an end to it. There is going to be death. And that's why sin is a transgression of the law. And the wages of sin is death. Period. It doesn't say the wages of sin is the first death and then the second death. There is no second death. It's, it's going to be burning forever. No, the wages of sin is death. That's how you're going to be paid is by dying now somebody might go oh that doesn't sound so bad you're going to burn first for sure you're going to feel the pain for what it is that you 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 your your sins were according to your sins but then you're going to die forever now already somebody could say people say oh i'm, I'm, I'm cool with dying now personally if i can be real and i can be candid i'm not cool with dying I know that death is imminent, but I'm not cool with dying. I don't want to die. You get, first of all, FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> so what? I'm in the ground and you know, I just what? Continuing to live life <laughs> without me. Are you for real? <laughs> so I used to think that I was okay with dying. Then I became a mom and I realized I am completely not okay with dying. Even dying makes me think about the people I leave behind, my parents, being sad people's lives being shifted because of my death and grief i've seen what grief does to people it's not cool and you know anyone else in my life dying is is sad but but i'm only cool with dying hear me out here i don't want to die but i'm only cool with dying 
because I know this isn't final. D this life that we're living now, death isn't final. There is coming a day when the clouds will open and we'll see the Son of God returning in all his glory and the dead will rise and the dead in Christ will meet up with Christ and we will go to eternal life. That sounds like some next cult thing, doesn't it? It sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? Sounds like something that's so made up. But tell me things that make sense in your life. If you understand everything in your life and everything in your life makes sense at me. I am sure there are things that happen in your life that you say, oh, what a coincidence. Was it? Was it? Or you just can't explain it. <laughs> or you go, oh my gosh, by some sort of miracle. Right? So there are things in life that are inexplainable. There are things in life that we don't understand, even death itself, even the miracle of birth itself. But we don't want to believe in the idea that God is real and Jesus was a real human being. Who is the son of God? Who is God and who's going to come back? At the end of the day, let all of us be convinced in our own minds. If I am the mad one for believing in this, let me be mad. Okay? And if... If people who don't believe in God are the wise ones for not believing in God because, you know, they're more enlightened and they're choosing to follow their own paths, let them be the wise ones, you know. But mark me, as I live and breathe, this will happen. Therefore, we're not wrong. We are not wrong. The world is just good at making us feel like we're wrong. When, you know when things aren't happening the way a we thought they would happen when you know it seems like jesus is taking ages to return when it seems like we're just coasting and idling along when it, the world has got so many different religions beliefs doctrines ideologies that sometimes it is easy to get confused but stand firm in your faith read your bibles and pray every day okay the bible says the the, the devil is like a roaring lion a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour listen none of us stand a chance against the the evil one without the help of god and without hiding in the clip in the cleft that jesus has prepared for us hiding under his wings so we're not wrong no the world is wrong those who don't believe in god are wrong um you know so stand firm in that. Believe in your God and don't leave your God. Don't depart from it. Don't depart from it. Um, and though, though you may feel like your life is meaningless, life is not meaningless. Life is not meaningless. Um, one of my favorite books to read is Ecclesiastes. And this is basically King Solomon when he had his he was a, he's the wisest man recorded in the bible after jesus and he had his life he prayed for wisdom god gave him wisdom and then it granted him even more wealth because obviously he inherited wealth from his dad king david and then he kind of like got distracted by girls he was like i like that one i like that one i like that one then he instead of worshiping his heavenly god he started worshiping idols you know the the other gods the sun god all of these other gods that the women obviously introduced to him and instead of looking to god now he starts you know 
what what I would say caring more about fortifying his wealth and you know allegiances and all of these things and he forgets God and after all of that he then comes back to himself he finds his way back to God and then he writes the books proverbs the like the book full of wisdom and ecclesiastes and in ecclesiastes he's basically saying i have done everything under the sun i have planted vineyards i've done this i've acquired so much wealth and all of it is meaningless asterisk is meaningless it's all vanity without god Eat, drink, be merry with your friends, but remember your God. So, you know, your life is not meaningless unless you don't have God in your life. If you don't have God in your life, for sure your life is meaningless. I think when the, the, when the podcast took a little 180 and I was like, record scratch, I'm going in more of the spiritual, you know, God way, God route. Because I have found my God and I want to share it all with everybody um, I said that life with God is so pointless. You may as well just end it, end it now. If you, there is no point of you living if your true mind is telling you God is not real. Because what are you doing this for? Life is trash. What what's this for? It's just a routine. It's just every single time you're not doing too much, too many things that are different you may segue a little bit, go on holiday, do something different, but otherwise your day-to-day is the same. <laughs> let's be real. Let's be honest. The meals you eat are pretty much similar as well all the time. We rotate similar meals all the time. But a life with God is not meaningless because there is something at the end of this. You know, there is something at the end of the misery. There is something at the end of all the hurt, all the pain. There is something at the end of it. And there is something after death. There is something at the end of death. Okay. Out of all the pains in my life that I felt heartbreak, being heartbroken was the worst pain ever. But I can imagine that grief is the worst pain ever. Now, imagine none of that ever happened again. So it's not meaningless. Life is not meaningless. Hold fast and hold, you know, hold fast to the faith. You know, remember your God and remember there is a God. And for those who are like, eh, remember, for all have been dealt a measure of faith. We are born with the idea that God exists. We are born with God on our mind. It's us who choose not to feed that. It's us who choose not to water that plant. And if you don't water it, it withers. There's nothing there to really water. But everybody, every human being has pondered God before. I wonder why. I wonder why. (laughs) At one point or another, we've all pondered the mysterious unknown God, the creator of the universe. And we've also pondered Jesus at some point. Why? Why? For all have been dealt with a measure of faith. So, no, we're not wrong, especially if you are a Bible-believing person. You're not wrong at all. And if you're not, I pray and I hope that you find your way to Jesus. You find your way at the foot of the cross because that's where all the sins were, were nailed to the cross. That's where Jesus died for you and for me. That's where we find our salvation and that's where we find our victory you know 
So yeah, I hope we enjoyed this. It felt a little bit more like a sermon today. I was I was feeling more like a uh, uh, pastor song. <laughs> I was feeling the preacher vibes. You get me, but once again, yeah, I am sorry that I've been spitting truths. You get me. If you have an issue, open your Bible and your quarrel is not with me, take it to Jesus, take it to God, you get me, and hopefully the light grows brighter and not dimmer, and hopefully you don't ignore the call, you don't ignore the call of the good shepherd, you get me, all right, so let me leave us with a good quote, you get me, we can't leave this episode without a quote, you get what I'm saying, I'm going to leave us with, let him who thirsts come. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes.